You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaise Delfino of Audiology Services, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. On today's episode, Dr. Delfino and I are going to be discussing the reopening of audiology services. Dad, good morning. Great to see you. Good morning, Blaze. Great to be back. We are extremely excited about today's episode because audiology services has almost been reopened now for one month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We reopened the practice on June 8th. And that was an extremely exciting week, considering we've been temporarily closed since March 17th. Yeah, it's been a long time in quarantine. We were thrilled to hear that uh, Pennsylvania had gone into the green phase uh, and that we were uh, able to start to move forward with providing the essential service of hearing communication. Dad, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes work that actually went into the reopening of audiology services. And first and foremost, what we had to do as a group and as a team is host numerous team meetings to discuss what a return strategy looks like. How essential was that for our team and how essential is that for private practices returning post-COVID? I think the greatest impact of that was it enabled us to keep our spirits high to continue to inform each other of what was going on. It allowed us to look to the future. We weren't going to be in quarantine for forever. And so that looking to what was going to happen post-quarantine was wonderfully uh, invigorating, exciting. We could talk about things that might happen. It was essential, I think, to our mindset and better preparing us for that June 8th opening. I absolutely agree because we always say that success loves preparation, not only in a private practice, but also for our patients. Because at the end of the day, we needed to ensure that we continued to hold ourselves to a high standard of care to deliver the best possible experience and patient outcomes with our reopening. Yeah, and that's exactly what we did. Again, we were able to discuss with other professionals, other private practices as well, to find out what their mindset was. What were their thoughts about moving forward? What did we need to do? What were some of the essential changes or preparations we needed to do to not only reopen, but to move forward in the future should something like this happen again? And I'm so happy that you brought that up, Dr. Delfino, because we truly are an arm's length away from the experts in the hearing healthcare industry, but also our colleagues who are private practice owners as well. And how nice was it and comforting to bounce ideas off each other. A lot of times you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So for us to have that opportunity to reach out to our colleagues, I truly believe really did help us. Now at these team meetings, of course, it kept our spirits high. It kept our focus on delivering the best possible outcomes for our patients and to ensure that when we return to the clinic, we're following the CDC guidelines to ensure the safety and health of our patients. Now, the first thing that we had to do with returning to the practice was structuring the schedule in a way that made the most sense for our patients because Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic and temporary shutdown, we had patients who had scheduled hearing aid fittings. How did we respond to that? 
they really were were put on a, a priority list. It was really unfortunate for them. We had gotten them excited uh, about their new technology. We were anxious to get them fit. And then all of a sudden, everything was put on hold. Again, trying to uh, reach out to remain connected with the, these patients was absolutely essential. We wanted to keep their spirits high about when you come back. We have some wonderful things for you to experience. And so as we set the schedule up, we prioritized them to the extent where we wanted to get them in as soon as possible so that they could start to enjoy what we had talked to them about prior to the pandemic. And to dovetail off your statement, Dr. Delfino, these individuals had made the decision to move forward with hearing technology. And we know that untreated hearing loss can lead to depression and anxiety. And we wanted to ensure that being in a global pandemic, a lot of individuals might have experienced those feelings of loneliness. And we wanted to ensure that when we reopened, we connected these individuals to their new hearing world as quickly, efficiently, and as safe as possible. So I'm so happy that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. And for current and future patients listening, what does our process look like when you do schedule an appointment at Audiology Services? Again, we had previously stated that we are following all CDC guidelines. So When new patients visit our practice, when you walk in, you can expect a big greeting by one of our patient care coordinators. And the first thing that we request that our patients do is visit our hand sanitizer station. We then temp check our patients. We take their temperature and we are logging all of this information down. What we do next is we administer the COVID-19 screener. So every patient that walks into our practice and that schedules an appointment will need to take the COVID-19 screener. We are also practicing social distancing. This is extremely important, especially in the clinic. Now, of course, if we are fitting patients with hearing technology, we are wearing masks whenever we are working with our patients, and we also have face shields, because a lot of the times with the masks, what the masks are actually doing is creating that communication barrier. And Dr. Delfino, you've experienced this a few times with the patients that have come in, and of course, practicing social distancing if you're wearing the face shield to allow patients to read lips. Yeah, I I had a patient um, earlier this week that regardless of how loudly I spoke, as long as I had the mask on, he continued to uh, exclaim that he could not understand what I was saying. But once I put on the clear face shield, he was then able to read my lips and we were able to function uh, much more facilely. And again, it was nice having that that array of PPE available to us and we will continue to do that. So... Face masks and shields are standard operating procedure for us. And we are also conducting staff temperature checks. Again, we are keeping all of this information logged following that CDC guideline. It is so important. Again, we are taking these steps and we are being extremely diligent and enforcing these CDC guidelines at the practice to ensure the safety and health of our patients. Dr. Delfino, you had previously mentioned communication with our patients and what COVID-19 
taught us and the temporary closing of our practice, which it had never happened before. None of us really ever experienced anything like this before. So it was it was a whole bunch of mixed emotions and mixed feelings. But as a team and as a practice, we came together and we talked about different lessons that were learned. Because what we need to ensure and what practices across the country and even globally need to ensure is that if something of this nature were to happen again, how can we continue to assist our patients through a temporary shutdown? And you and I were, uh, before this episode, just debriefing about the different lessons learned and we were talking about the telehealth networking systems that we are going to be implementing moving forward. Yeah, I I think having that as an option is certainly going to be something worthwhile and certainly that's going to become part of our practice. It's a way in which we can continue to be in touch with our patients in a clinical way. I think having the ability to find out what the issue is, what the communication deficits are, discussing that even through a telehealth sort of format is a good precursor to the ultimate in-person, one-on-one fitting and verification of amplification. But I think that initial communication, the fact that we have something that's available to our patients is going to be essential. It certainly will reduce their anxiety and enable them and us to start to move forward with the process. We also discussed Dr. Delfino hosting virtual webinars or lunch and learns for current and future patients. Part of our community outreach is educating the community increasing awareness of overall hearing health care. And we might not be able to do this for many months. So what is our response strategy to our inability or to the inability to host these in-person lunch and learns? And we discussed hosting Zoom webinars or Zoom lunch and learns for current and future patients where Dr. Delfino and I, or other members of our team, Cheryl Delfino, or Autumn, who is our Director of Operations, discussing a topic that has to do with overall hearing healthcare. Personally, I'm really excited to host these webinars. How about you, Dr. Delfino? Yeah, again, it's another way in which we can inform not only our patients, but the general the general public who's trying to ascertain what's the best path or the best way for them to achieve what they want to do, which is better communication. And I think this offers another avenue, another opportunity for them as well as for us to discuss what we do best. Of course, we are continuing to release podcast episodes on the Hearing Podcast platform, and we are excited to announce that our newest team member, Megan, who is interning at Audiology Services this summer, is going to be managing the Hearing Matters podcast social media, which will allow us to continue to release consistent content for our current and future patients. So, Megan, welcome to the team. We will be having Megan on episode 12 of the Hearing Matters podcast. She is a current student studying speech-language pathology. So, what we've learned with the temporary shutdown is the importance of releasing consistent content on a digital platform. And for any other audiology practices listening, 
This is extremely important and we have that ability to remain connected, maybe not physically, but to release different content for our patients. Maybe it's a care and cleaning video. Maybe it's it's an educational video on real ear measurement, things of that nature. But we're excited to continue to release content on the Hearing Matters podcast platform. And it's a lot of fun to to host the show with you, Dad. So I agree, it is. And, and we get to not only disseminate information about particular topics, and, and I'm thinking along the lines of just the care and cleaning. Lots of situations where older folks have been in their homes with their children, um, different li- li- living situations, and the hearing aid user is concerned about how well they can keep the instrument functioning we're able to refer them to our podcast on the care and cleaning. So that's a resource that's available to our patients and their family members so that they are not left wondering, how can I help? We are going to give them very specific data, very specific information as to how to get the instruments up and running so that their loved one is hearing as best as they can. It's a supporting resource. It absolutely is. The fourth lesson learned, and we have a bunch of them, but we're not going to to bore our listeners with minutia. The fourth lesson learned and what we as a team will continue to implement is a 24-7 hearing aid drop-off box. Now, this is not implemented currently. Our team is working out the logistics of implementing this at our clinics, but this will allow patients in the events the hearing aid receiver were to stop working, or for some reason their rechargeable hearing aid just isn't charging overnight, our patients will have the ability to drop off their hearing aids at our practice, and we will be able to implement a quick turnaround repair time. We can do a a diagnostic uh, evaluation and then get back to them so that there's no need for them to get on the phone, schedule an appointment. We will be able to let them know whether or not we can fix it in-house or whether or not it needs to go out. But either way, the issue is resolved quickly. And I really have to congratulate our team on responding to the COVID-19 shutdown because what we were able to implement, and we talked about this on a previous episode, about the hearing aid drop-off box that we have in the vestibule currently, and we're still implementing this currently at Audiology Services at our Nazareth office. If you have an issue with your hearing aid between the hours of 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, our patients have the opportunity to put their hearing aids in a Ziploc bag with their name on it describing what the issue is. They drive to our Nazareth practice. They put the baggie in the hearing aid drop-off box, and then we take the bag. Our chief instrument specialist, Cheryl Delfino, will review and conduct diagnostics on the hearing aid, and then we call them for pickup. So this is a system that we're going to continue to implement. Of course, there are some repair issues that will need face-to-face interaction, but again, to control how many individuals and how many patients are in the practice. This is a great response strategy. The last lesson learned that Dr. Delfino and I are going to discuss on today's podcast episode has to do with virtual consultations for patients interested in hearing technology. So what does this look like? This would be a Zoom meeting. It would be myself, Dr. Delfino, and the patient interested in hearing technology, and we would discuss the different technology options, why one hearing instrument would be better for the patient versus another hearing instrument. And this allows us to 
continue to implement our high standard of care in a way that is safe not only for the patient, but also for Dr. Delfino and I. And these consultations take place post-audiometric data so that we have some idea as to what we're talking about, specifically to the patient. We want to be able to discuss their type and degree of hearing loss and what might be applicable to ameliorate the, the communication deficit that they're having. Now, this is not to replace in-person hearing aid fittings because our team and our practice, Audiology Services, believes in in in-person hearing aid fittings. We do not believe in virtual hearing aid fittings. The reason being, and just personally with my background of speech-language pathology, we are social beings. Many of us are, are understanding this now to the fullest extent because we've had to be quarantined. We thirst for that social interaction. The goal of hearing technology, of course, is to decrease listening effort and increase speech intelligibility to allow our patients to communicate with their friends and family members. Again, continuing that communication loop. So with the virtual consultations, we'll be able to debrief and discuss the patient's audiometric data, but we are not going to be fitting patients virtually with their hearing technology. Dr. Delfino, we have a few more minutes left of episode 11 of the Hearing Matters podcast, and we wanted to discuss fader plugs. Now, fader plugs are the world's first custom mechanical adjustable earplugs that you and I and our team invented while I was studying speech-language pathology and in graduate school at East Stroudsburg University. We have some exciting news to share. We are going to be conducting research with Dr. Grant Searchfield from the University of Auckland in New Zealand. Dr. Delfino, can you briefly share with our listeners right now what the New Zealand research looks like? And what I mean by that is, who are the participants? Dr. Searchfield has gathered a group of individuals that are bothered by a condition called hyperacusis. What we would consider to be normal loudnesses that don't bother us, people with hyperacusis find intrusive anxiety producing. And so in order to relieve some of that, they avoid noisy situations. The fader plug is designed to allow these individuals or any individual to modulate the amount of loudness that enters their ears. They'll be able to control it. It will hopefully reduce their anxiety, allow them to lead more normal lives, to attend functions that they've avoided now because they are too noisy. I'm extremely excited about finding out what the results are um, and its application, not only for folks with hyperacusis, but for autism and any other condition where loudness sensitivity is an issue. I have to say, Dr. Delfino, I am very excited to review Dr. Searchfield's results, and hopefully we will be able to review those in a few short weeks. That is, that is the hope. I mean, we've done our own in-house testing, and I'm very confident that we, what we're going to see is going to corroborate what we already know. A lot of moving parts when it does come to fader plugs. Again, for our listeners, fader plugs are not hearing aids. Fader plugs are custom hearing protective devices that allow the user controlled noise reduction. And you can learn more about fader plugs at faderplugs.com. 
Dr. Delfino were also very excited to share that Fader Plugs has a new preferred provider located in Tucson, Arizona. Her name is Dr. Judy Huck, and she has been an audiologist for over 20 years. We had the opportunity to host a Zoom meeting with her a couple of weeks ago, and we're just so excited that she's going to be joining our mission and raising awareness of hearing healthcare and fitting her patients with Fader Plugs. Yeah, this really adds a nice balance to what she's already doing, not only fitting folks with hearing loss, but also on the preventative end, allowing individuals with residual hearing to protect that hearing so that it doesn't become worse. Dr. Delfino, that about wraps up episode 11 of the Hearing Matters podcast. Before we end, congratulations on our one-year anniversary of the Hearing Matters podcast because it was July of 2019 that we started this podcast and recorded our first episode. So we are very excited for the future of the Hearing Matters podcast. We want to thank our current and future listeners for continuing to listening to our hearing healthcare content. For more information on hearing healthcare, you can visit our website at audiologyservicespa.com. Again, please connect with us through our website on audiologyservicespa.com. Until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button and let's connect. And as a team, we can continue to help our community hear life story.